SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to a wonderful Wednesday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, channel 159, the home for SportsGrid radio on Sirius XM. And all across the SportsGrid network, I am Ben Stevens. Over these next three hours, until noon Eastern time, we make you a better and more informed sports better. And we do that all across the sports landscape. I'm talking NFL week number 18. What you need to know entering the regular season finale and all the postseason implications on the line this weekend in the NFL. Two games on Saturday, the rest of the full slate on Sunday. We will also talk some college football. We'll talk some college hoops as well. College basketball really now in full force as we get into the conference slate and, of course, go around the association. And if that wasn't enough, the PGA Tour starts tomorrow in Hawaii, and we will talk about the Tournament of Champions that starts this weekend as well. All of that here on a Wednesday on the morning after. And for the opening hour until 10 a.m. Eastern time, I am joined by Joe Ranieri. You can catch Joe all across the grid. I literally mean all across the grid throughout the week and us two back together Saturday afternoon, 2 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Joe Ranieri, when we see each other next, we'll be breaking down an NFL regular season game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. But first, thank you for joining us here on this Wednesday. Good to be here, as always, Ben. Missed you uh, last week there. Uh, little, uh, we had a whole lot of fun on, uh, on January 1st day. The bowl games, certainly the Rose Bowl, uh, delivered. But we got a national championship coming up. And like you said, week 48 in the NFL. It's going to be fantastic. The longest season in the history of the National Football League, 48-18. What does it matter? What we do know as we look forward to this final weekend of the regular season, Geronary, is that we have many, many implications at stake. And because of that, altering motivations among teams in the NFL. If you're still in the hunt for a playoff spot, obviously supremely motivated. Maybe playoff positioning is where you find your enthusiasm for this weekend. Or... If you're the Cleveland Browns, you're already eliminated. You don't care. You're looking forward to 2022. And that will be the case on Sunday against the divisional foe in the Cincinnati Bengals. We got news yesterday from head coach Kevin Stefanski there in Cleveland that quarterback Baker Mayfield will not play on Sunday. His season is over after a banged up 2021. Baker will be having surgery as quickly as possible to repair that shoulder and whatever other ailments Baker Mayfield currently has. So Joe, because of that, we saw a six-point line flip. The Cleveland Browns opened as a three-point favorite, maybe because Cincinnati had already clinched the AFC North. Really, their fate in the playoff positioning within the AFC, not entirely in the Bengals' hands. So the Bengals opened up as a three-point underdog. Now the Bengals are a three-point favorite because Baker Mayfield will not play this Sunday for the Cleveland Browns. Joe, what did you make of the news about Baker and then the line movement for their regular season finale against the Cincinnati Bengals? I, I think it's hilarious, and I think we're going to get a lot of this this week as rumors and innuendo start to float around about which team starters will or won't be playing or will be sitting down, so on and so forth. The market overreaction is always immense this time of year, and it certainly does allow for a lot of, uh, of value 
uh, in the marketplace, certainly when it comes to underdogs. But I, I, you tell me, are, are we really seeing a big difference between a one-armed Baker Mayfield who can't throw a simple mm. six-yard out on target and Case Keenum? Uh, you tell me, Ben. I, I don't see the uh, I don't see the difference. So yeah, there'll probably be some value here at some point on the Browns this week. Joe, I have to agree with you. We'll dive into that in just a moment. But first, let's welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here to the opening hour of the morning after on this Wednesday. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the Mightier 1090 out on the West Coast in all of our lovely radio affiliates. It's Ben Stevens and Joe Ranieri here with you in this opening hour detailing the regular season finale across the National Football League. The news, notes, and motivation that you need to know entering this final weekend of the NFL season. And Joe, I think you bring up a great point. I'm not sure Baker, with where he was in his health status, down to Case Keenum, is worth six points, especially against a Cincinnati Bengals team that we're not entirely sure how motivated Cincy will be. They've wrapped up the AFC North. They've done what they need to do. Their playoff positioning fate is not so much controlled in their own hands. If Tennessee wins, they clinch the number one seed. If Kansas City wins the day prior to Cincy taking on Cleveland, they'll know they're firmly locked into that number three spot. Most likely, they will need a win to hold on to the number three spot. If not, that goes to Buffalo. But will that really matter based on what we might see in the divisional round? So a lot to be decided. I'm not sure. Case Keenum getting the start in which he's made one start this year and the Browns won and covered in that game is worth this much line movement. But Joe, I think overall, now Cleveland has to make a decision about their future. Baker Mayfield under contract for one final season. He's owed a guarantee nearly $19 million, but it's the same story in 2021 as it was in 2020 and 2019. Supreme hype entering the season for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, look at this graphic right here. Cleveland had the eighth best odds to win the Super Bowl prior to the year getting underway in early August at 16-1. to 1. Their team win total, Joe Ranieri, was 10.5. They're going to finish with, at best, eight wins. Another year for the Cleveland Browns, pretty much the same script. Yeah, shocking that uh, even the Browns uh, finally realized, oh, wait a minute, we're the Browns. Uh, we're not supposed to win. So uh, if only betters would have heeded that advice and, uh, and not bet them, certainly in the futures market here this year. You're like throwing money out the window. I'm sure the sports books did very well taking in all that future money on the Cleveland Browns. We continue to look around week 18 of the NFL up next here on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Entering the finale of the regular season in the NFL. Week 18 is on the horizon. Everything you need to know and what's important heading into this final weekend of the NFL regular season right here, right now, on a Wednesday edition of the Morning After on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the SportsGrid network. Alongside Joe Ranieri for this opening hour, I am Ben Stevens. We are breaking down NFL week number 18. And of course, there are two conferences in the National Football League. Seven playoff spots available in each conference. In the NFC, six of the seven have been decided. In the AFC, five of the seven have been punched. 
two wild card spots remaining in the AFC that we will get to a little bit later on in this opening hour. But still, Joe, outside of just trying to earn a postseason berth, playoff positioning will be front and center this weekend because with a win over the Houston Texans in H-Town on Sunday, the Tennessee Titans will clinch the number one overall seed in the AFC. And that number one seed, vitally important now. It has always been, but especially within the last two years in the NFL because it's the only team in each conference that earns a bye in the opening weekend of the playoff format and obviously has home field advantage throughout the entirety of what a run is supposed to be to the Super Bowl. So here's how it looks to end out week number 18 for the Tennessee Titans. A 10 and a half point favorite on the road against the Texans in Houston. The over understands at 43. Joe, so far, no movement really in this number from the opening line late Sunday night. Again, Tennessee clinches the number one seed in the AFC with a win, not a cover, just a win outright over Houston. So, Joe, it would seem the Titans are well on track to do that, but how do you expect this game to play out on Sunday against the Houston Texans? This is going to be a shining example of uh, opportunities for contrarian betters here this time of year, uh, Ben, simply because of the fact that these, all of these lines, especially with these teams that have something to play for, like the Tennessee Titans, for instance, these lines are so overblown and they're only going mm. to get uh, worse as the week goes on because we know who the public is going to step in on Saturday and Sunday at bed, right? It, it ain't going to be the Houston Texans. It's going to be the Titans. But when you look a little bit closely, let us not forget, these two teams already played this year. How'd that work out for the Titans? Didn't work mm. out all that well. In fact, I believe it was a 23-10 loss, a straight-up loss for the Titans. Uh, and Houston and Davis Mills, listen, it, they have been considered one of the worst teams all year. We get it. But what people haven't realized is Davis Mills quietly has progressed as a as an NFL quarterback. He's actually done a really good job. And I can assure you, divisional matchup, Houston is going to be fired up here to take Tennessee down again. Now, will they win straight up? Most likely not. Is there value in taking 10.5 or more points in this game? Oh, hell yeah, there's value in doing that. No way should this be a double-digit game. I love Tennessee, that the fortitude for them to be able to put themselves in this position. The uh, Derrick Henry is on his way back. Uh, Julio Jones is on his way back. They, could, they need that number one seed uh, with that week off in order to be able to give themselves a chance uh, to get ready for a playoff run. And Tennessee's the team I'm looking at in the futures market, AFC championship, Super Bowl mm. championship. Uh, do not sleep on the Titans, but do not sleep on the Houston Texans this week to stay within 10 and a half points. Joe, so much to dive into there based on what you said. First, let's start with this matchup because you're right. This is only the second game. The Titans have been a double-digit favorite in this year. The only other time Tennessee was favored by 10 or more points that was back in week 11 at home against the Houston Texans, and Tennessee did lose that game outright. Now, Houston has been an underdog in all but one game so far this year, and kudos to David Culley and the Texans. They are 7-8 and eight against the number as an underdog so far this season. They have been a double-digit dog nine previous times this season, a familiar spot for Tennessee. 
Secondly here, Joe, I think you bring up a great point. About these double-digit spreads, you will see with teams that seem to be better, certainly playoff teams, maybe even the number one overall seed in the AFC. And motivation becomes a huge factor in your handicapping. Joe, it's almost like college football bowl season, trying to figure out how you add motivation and enthusiasm into this number because it's slightly baked in from a sportsbook's perspective. So let's talk about this game, right? If Tennessee is up by two scores midway through the third quarter and they feel comfortable at least about winning the football game, which is all they need to do, Maybe Ryan Tannehill takes his seat for a good majority of the fourth quarter. Maybe we don't see A.J. Brown out there this week. Maybe a couple of the defensive starters get some rest when they're up by 14 in the fourth with 7.30 left. And then Tennessee gives up a touchdown. The Texans score. They make it a seven-point game. Tennessee still very comfortably wins the football game, but Houston backdoor covers. I think we might see that, or at least the thought of seeing that, this weekend with some of these big spreads. So maybe then do we look to a first-half number, a first-half spread, or maybe even a first-half total. It, these teams with nothing to play for but to play spoiler, they're very dangerous, Ben. We know this. Mm. We've seen it year after year. And if you want to give me extra points on top of that, I will take it. I don't know that this is going to be a blowout game. I, I don't know that Tennessee's not going to come out play a little bit tighter, maybe. Uh, they certainly know one another. Uh, which, of course, is going to tend to lead us down the road that maybe this is going to be a little tighter game uh, than most. And I don't think uh, Vrabel is going to allow anybody to leave this game. They are not the type of team, and he is not the type of coach to take his foot off the gas for anybody, uh, a la Bill Belichick tree there. Uh, if he has a chance to blow him out, he's going to blow him out. Tannehill's going to be in that game. So, uh, to me, I think the value all points in one direction here, and that is the Houston Texans. First half, full game, uh, you name it. They're probably going to be a little bit tighter, so maybe even the under is worth a look at this one. And Tennessee has played by four straight football games to an under. Then the final and third point, Joe, that I want to touch on that you raised was that idea of value on the Tennessee Titans, both in the AFC championship market and within the Super Bowl market as well. We discussed this briefly yesterday, Kevin Walsh and I, on this very program on a Tuesday morning on an edition of the Early After. But here on a Wednesday TMA, I want to say the same point here, Joe. When you look at Tennessee right now, the third shortest odds to win the AFC title at plus 450 behind the Kansas City Chiefs, who are the favorites at plus 210, and then the Buffalo Bills a full dollar ahead of Tennessee at plus 350. So you have Tennessee, who is going to be most likely as a 10.5 point favorite, at the very least, the number one overall seed in the AFC, where they will have a bye to get healthy and to get King Henry, Derrick Henry, back within the fold of their offense and to allow A.J. Brown to get some rest and Julio Jones to take care of that hamstring. And you will have home field advantage and you will need to win two football games to get to the Super Bowl and to cash a plus 450 ticket. Joe, in my mind, the value all is on Tennessee right now just based on where they are in the marketplace in comparison to where they will be as the number one overall seed more than likely in the AFC. My money's uh, there, absolutely. Not just in the AFC, but of course in the, uh, in the Super Bowl. And you've got to love teams that can run the ball, have faced adversity throughout the season. You know, we stuck a fork in them. Once Henry went down, they can't beat anybody, and yet 
you know, they've gone through the injuries at wide receiver, and yet here they are with the chance of taking down the number one seed in the AFC and getting all their big guns back here. And you know what nobody's talking about? We keep talking about Derrick Henry. How about that Tennessee defense? Have you guys seen what they've been able to do here and what they're doing? And they're getting better and better. So a team that can run the ball as well as they can and play defense in January has a chance at taking it all back. Think of, yeah, think about what that plus 450 ticket means for you if Tennessee wins their opening game in the divisional round and then goes to the conference championship at home with a plus 450 yep. ticket compared to the Green Bay Packers in the NFC. And I'm not saying Tennessee is Green Bay, but the Packers, who will be the number one overall seed, plus 170 compared to the plus 450 yep. on the Titans. More of the NFL up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Tons of implications heading into NFL week number 18 across the entire league and a couple of divisions still up in the air heading into the regular season finale. We continue to go through that and give you the perspective you need entering the final weekend of the National Football League regular season right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159 and all across the SportsGrid network. I am Ben Stevens with Joe Ranieri for this opening hour previewing week 18 in the NFL one of those two divisions Joe eight divisions in total six have been already wrapped up and clinched two still up in the air the NFC West and the AFC East and based on the odds right now it seems we are at a foregone conclusion in the AFC East so let's put up what is at stake and the odds so you get a sense of what truly is on the line this weekend in this division because of Buffalo's win against New England two weeks ago in Foxborough the Bills flipped to a heavy favorite within the AFC East they were plus 130 entering that Sunday at Gillette then after it minus 800 they won a game last week as a double digit favorite against the Atlanta Falcons making a minus 800 price now minus 2000 entering the final weekend of the regular season. Why such heavy odds on favorite prices on the Bills? Well, they were a two-touchdown favorite last week at home against the Falcons. They are a 16-and-a-half-point favorite at home this weekend to end things out against the New York Jets. So that is why you see the price at minus 2,000, and that's why the New England Patriots, although still alive, technically are plus 1,100. So, Joe, let's break this down then by looking at those two games and the reason the prices are the way they are. The Buffalo Bills, as I mentioned, a 16-and-a-half-point favorite against the New York Jets on Sunday in Western New York. We just discussed this from a Tennessee Titans perspective. Also a double-digit favorite against the Houston Texans. Now the Bills, more than a two-touchdown favorite against the Jets. Do you think that number is too lofty given what is at stake this weekend for Buffalo? They're all too lofty, even for the Jets. I mean, the number the Jets was getting last week against uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks was lofty, given the circumstances. Uh, and, and listen, the Bills are not worried about losing to the Jets, nor should they. We've seen this already. Sort of met life, right? Uh, what was that, 45 to 17? It was over before it even began. Uh, you're talking about a New York Jets defense that is 32nd in the NFL in points allowed. Yep. Uh, going to Orchard Park, taking on 
a offense that is beginning to find its stride, both rushing the ball and throwing the ball here. It's a no-win situation for the Jets. They gain nothing uh, by winning this game, and Buffalo wins, uh, you know, wins the division, and it really wouldn't matter what New England does after that. So I do think this is going to be, this just happens to be one of these teams and one of these situations that Buffalo, as currently constructed, does not have a problem. Uh, beating the New York Jets. Will they beat them by 16 and a half or 17? I, I wouldn't lay it uh, because I've also seen this Buffalo Bills team sometimes play down to competition. And they've oddly enough been worse at home than they have been on the road. It's a very strange Buffalo Bills team here. But I don't think Buffalo sweats this at, at all. I think this is over just like the first meeting was there at MetLife. Uh, but I certainly wouldn't be laying uh, and running to the window to lay 16 and a half, 17 points on the Buffalo Bills. Both teams have been on the side of a double-digit spread six times this year. Buffalo as a favorite six times as a double-digit favorite. And then the New York Jets, a six-time double-digit underdog. In fact, the Jets have been an underdog in all but one game this year, a couple of weeks back against the Jacksonville Jaguars, in which the Jets played a pretty good football game the Buffalo Bills meanwhile have been a favorite in 13 of 16 games this year six five and two against the number a two touchdown favorite last week against the Atlanta Falcons depending on where you got that number Buffalo winning 29 to 15 either you pushed or you covered if you got it earlier in the week when it was 13 13 and a half in favor of Buffalo and Joe the total has dropped by two and a half points here from an opener at 45 and a half now to an over under of 43. It might be one of my favorite overs of the entire weekend, at least right now, because the Jets are tied for the most overs in the NFL. 10 of 16 games for New York hitting the over. Only the Minnesota Vikings have 10 overs as well. And the reason being because the Jets ranked dead last in scoring defense in the NFL, giving up nearly 30 points per game. Now, Buffalo played an under last week against the Dirty Birds from Atlanta, but the Bills scored 29 points. And in the three games prior to that, three straight overs for Buffalo, and they have played much better offensively. So although the 43 seems a little bit small and maybe Buffalo takes their foot off the gas by the time we get late into the third quarter and into the fourth, maybe I look at a first half total here again because of all the lofty spreads that we have entering this final weekend of the regular season in the NFL. So it seems more than likely as a 16 and a half point home favorite that Buffalo will clinch the AFC East with a win over the New York Jets. Again, why they are minus 2000 to win the division right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. But there is still hope for the New England Patriots at plus 1100 and the Pats will be a touchdown favorite on the road against the Miami Dolphins. So, Joe, that game should be a little bit tighter. Of course, Miami has been eliminated from playoff contention. You see the Pats there at 11-1 to win the AFC East. So, Miami not with much at stake to end out the regular season. New England has already clinched a playoff berth and will be playing at the same time as Buffalo, maybe with their sights set on a divisional crown and thus a home playoff game in that opening round of the playoffs. The Pats lay in seven, Joe. Where do you think the edge is for their regular season finale down in South Beach? So <laughs> keep this in mind here. The um, seeding, when it comes to the NFL, when it comes to seeding in weeks like this, it means way, way more to guys like you and me, Ben, and to, you know, the talking heads and to the writers, the fans, 
it doesn't mean anything to the players. The players just know that I've got to get in the playoffs. I don't care if it's two, three, four. It doesn't matter to them. It's way more important. We make way more of a deal of it than than it should be because the players, they just know cash your ticket to the playoffs and then get ready. It doesn't make a difference if we're playing home or on the road. And like we've seen this year, the home numbers aren't exactly a crazy edge like they have been in years past. So it doesn't matter. Now, having said that, Bill Belichick could care less whether he's got a chance to win it. He doesn't. The bottom line is he wants to get his team ready and continue to steamroll into the playoffs no matter what seed he is. And this Miami team is ripe for the picking. Huge letdown game last week. The first real team, the Miami Dolphins, by the way, have played in over a month. And look at what happened. Tua, uh, all of his deficiencies were shown there. Now, granted, he doesn't have an awful lot of weapons around him, and that's on the Dolphins organization. But the reality is there are limitations to him as a quarterback. And who is the one guy here that's going to be able to take those limitations and exploit them? It's going to be Bill Belichick and that defense there. So uh, I don't see this being a problem game whatsoever for the New England Patriots. It's under a touchdown. I think you said six and a half. I would lay it in a heartbeat because game one of this season, guys, the New England Patriots with a rookie quarterback, they lost to their former defensive coordinator, now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. That will not happen again here this weekend. I can assure you of that. So give me the Patriots. Lay the number. They're going to be going for the jugular in this one. You might actually be getting a better number right now this morning on FanDuel is it, as it is at six and a half points in the Patriots' favor. Last night, the Pats laying seven, but the line has already worked in New England's favor from an opening spread of five and a half points. And to Joe's point right there, New England has been great this year against the number. 10 and 6 ATS, covering by an average margin of 7.5 points per game, the best cover margin in the NFL. And as a favorite this year, New England's 7 and 4. ATS with a cover margin of over 10 points per game, the best cover margin as a favorite this year. They lost to Miami in the opening week of the year. I do not see that being the case this time around. And Miami was on a seven-game winning streak entering last weekend's contest against the Tennessee Titans. And in Miami's eight wins this year, including that opener against those New England Patriots, Miami's defense has only allowed 12.3 points per game to their opponent. That's the number in Miami's eight wins. But in Miami's eight losses, 31.4 points per game to their opponent. Obviously, in a loss, you're not going to be playing as well as you would in a win. I understand that. But such a drastic difference of nearly 20 points worth based on that defense in a win or a loss this year for Miami, pretty outstanding stuff. Why Miami is eliminated and the Pats have already clinched a postseason berth. And Joe, what's so interesting to me as we look at the AFC championship odds again, New England right now at plus 750, the fourth best odds to win the conference crown within the AFC. New England most likely will not be a divisional winner, will not have home field advantage in that opening weekend of the playoffs, yet a better price on New England right now than Cincinnati at plus 850. The Bengals, of course, have already clinched the AFC North. So both the Bills and the Pats, Joe, what do their outlooks look like in your mind for the AFC postseason push? Listen, the Bills, uh, the Bills are the wild card, uh, and they are the one team on that list, I think, outside of the Titans, and I think it might very well come down to those two teams there. If the Bills 
have found something. And I think the key is going to be Singletary running the ball in the backfield there. If they can establish some sort of run on a consistent basis heading into the playoffs here and Singletary becomes that weapon, you got one of the most prolific offenses ready to rock and roll heading into this uh, into this run here. They certainly have the experience. I'd rather them on the road than in Buffalo, given the uh, the results. But Buffalo is live, folks. They are big time live. The second best odds right now, the Buffalo Bills at plus 350 to win the AFC Conference crown. So we focused a lot on the AFC. On the other side of the break, we focus on the seating at stake in the NFC. Stay with us here on the morning after on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Week 18 of the NFL regular season. The last dance for romance as we look forward to the postseason. We break that down from a seating perspective in the NFC right now on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the SportsGrid network. Alongside Joe Ranieri for this opening hour, I am Ben Stevens. So, Joe, we just went through the AFC. The AFC East Division still at stake this weekend, if Tennessee beats Houston as a 10.5-point favorite, they clinch the number one overall seed in the AFC. Meanwhile, in the NFC, based on a huge result last Sunday night at the frozen tundra inside Lambeau Field, the Green Bay Packers have already clinched the number one overall seed in the NFC, which makes this number against the Detroit Lions for the Packers' regular season finale Rather interesting. Two and a half points in Green Bay's favor. It opened at two and a half. It got up to three and now at two and a half in favor of the pack. Aaron Rodgers has said that he still wants to play to end out the regular season in the Motor City against the Lions on Sunday. Matt LaFleur has expressed a little bit of skepticism about giving his team a full two and a half weeks off until the divisional round. What do you say, Joe Ranieri, about a two and a half point spread in favor of Green Bay? over Detroit on the final Sunday of the NFL regular season. Yeah, maybe the most interesting part about this game um, was the fact that Aaron Rodgers said he wanted to play uh, because that's pretty much where it ends. Uh, I can tell you this, the look-ahead line, guys, before uh, Green Bay ended up winning and uh, Detroit lost, the look-ahead line was 11. Um, and now all of a sudden, right, with nothing to play, Green Bay clinches it. It drops down uh, with the number one seed. What it dropped down to uh, two, one and a half to two. Yeah. And then Rodgers says he wants to play and it, it, it creeps up. Um, I love the Lions. The Lions have been the most profitable underdog to back all year. The record doesn't show it. Three, what, three, 12 and one straight up. But guys, 10 and six against the number. Um, they were a cash cow this year for contrarian bettors. Uh, if you bet dogs, you 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 bet the Lions a lot here. Uh, and it's, there's just so much unknown here. I know this, right? I know Detroit is not going to lay down at all. They're going to give them everything they have. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers says the right things. Yeah, I want to play. But the reality is. They are not risking anything in this game, Green Bay. There is nothing at stake. And when there is nothing at stake, guys, um, it's very hard to back a Packers team 
with or without Aaron Rodgers, who has their sights set on something way bigger. It would be uh, the dog or pass for me in this game, uh, simply because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We've made a ton of money this season back in Detroit. Uh, I'm willing to go one more time here in week 342. Joe, that almost brings a tear to my eye. In week hundred, in week 342, <laughs> like the 341 weeks prior in the NFL regular season, let's give some darn credit yes. to the fighting Dan Campbells, otherwise known as the Detroit Lions. 10-6 and six against the spread this year for a football team that has won two games outright and did not record a single win until the month of November. Give them their credit. 10-6 and six ATS is tied for the third best cover percentage in the entire National Football League. Only two teams have a better against the spread mark than that of the Detroit Lions. And one of those teams would be the, the team the Lions are playing this Sunday in the Green Bay Packers. 12-4 against the number. 8-4 ATS as a favorite, but should be a very different team this weekend if Jordan Love starts or at least Jordan Love getting majority of the snaps on Sunday in the Motor City. The Lions have been great. It would be tough not to back them one final time as they ride into the sunset in 2021. And I think there's a bright future ahead in 2022 for Detroit under that gritty nature of Dan Campbell. I love everything he has done this year. This game is pretty tough to get a real feeling for. We could focus on some of the other games in the NFC that have a little bit more motivation and things at stake to have a better sense of your handicapping this weekend. But just one final point about the Packers. They've won five straight games. Five of their last six games have hit an over, and that offense is certainly trending in a very positive direction entering the postseason. In those five overs, five of the last six for Green Bay, the offense has averaged 36 points per game. Just something to keep in mind as you turn your handicapping on Green Bay from the regular season after a bye week into the postseason for the number one overall seed in the NFC. So that is a done deal. But everything following that... I do want to just say something, though, Ben, real quick. Yeah, please, go ahead, Real Joe. quick here. Watch this line this week. If this line, if there is a hint that the starters are going to be playing, guys, this is going to go over a touchdown. This is automatically going to flip at some point this week to minus seven, uh, seven and a half. So keep an eye on it. There's no need to bet either of these two teams earlier in the week, but just know that if there is a whiff that the starters are playing, this line is going through the roof. So hold off and wait. If they're not playing, you got Detroit in a teaser situation, uh, six-point mm -hmm. teaser, take them to eight, eight and a half, or just wait until that line goes up and then take it over a touchdown. Not just this game, Ben, but a lot of these other games also that have nothing to play for. Watch the line movement in the middle of the week. Joe, so well said. Entering week number 342, a.k.a. week 18 of the longest regular season in NFL history. I don't think you're going to get a much worse number on the Lions. I don't think they're going to flip to a favorite if it's confirmed that Jordan Love mm -hmm. is starting. If so, it's going to be within maybe two or three points. But if there is a hint that Aaron Rodgers is even going to go for a quarter or a half, like in a preseason mm. game, yes, this line might work <laughs> closer to a touchdown. So that is what we know for Detroit on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. We also know the Packers have already clinched the number one overall seed in the NFC. They are the favorites to win the conference crown at plus 170. But everything behind them still up in the air slightly 
for this upcoming Sunday slate. Let's focus on that number two spot because with a win, the LA Rams will clinch the number two overall seed in the NFC postseason picture. But the line for the Rams against the Niners is working in favor of San Francisco. Probably one of the games with the most impact across the entire postseason slate in the NFC is in Los Angeles at the site of the Super Bowl inside SoFi Stadium on Sunday. The Rams now, Joe, just a four-point favorite. Just a couple of days ago, it was five and a half in favor of LA. Now just four points. And here is what is on the line. Like I mentioned, with a win, the Rams clinched the NFC West. They clinched the number two seed in the NFC. And they might eliminate the San Francisco 49ers from postseason contention because if San Francisco loses in the Saints win as a road favorite against the Atlanta Falcons, it will be New Orleans in the NFC wild card and not San Francisco. So this game, Joe, one of the most of the tremendous impacts we will see in the final weekend of the regular season. So a couple of things here like we talked about. Remember, two seed, three seed, four seed. To the players on the Rams, it don't matter. We've got to be in. That is simply what matters here. So keep that in mind. And I, I find it odd that the odds makers priced this the way they did. We're talking about, what, a 12-4 and four Rams team going up against a 9-7 and seven 49ers team? And we're not even – I, I think what they're telling us here is that this game is a hell of a lot closer. These two teams are much mm. closer than maybe their records indicate. Either way, we saw what happened in the first go-around, right? Absolute yep. blowout, 31-10. to 10, The 49ers dominated. In fact, I believe in the Sean McVay era – the one team that has given him the most amount of trouble is the 49ers here with the Rams, which yeah. makes sense. Divisional rivals, we get all of that. Uh, but Shanahan versus McVay is interesting. At four, four and a half, Ben, it's got teaser written all over it for the 49ers. Keep in mind, the 49ers need this. The Rams, they're already in. So when push comes to shove at the end of the day, yeah, I'll side with the team that's going to be hungrier, that needs it a little bit more here at the 49ers, who has a track record of beating this Rams team. And they already did it once. I don't care if it's yeah. Garoppolo or Lance either, by the way. I'm taking them in just about every teaser I have. I mean, the Niners need this game to control their own destiny. San Francisco needs to win. L.A. wins, and they clinch the NFC West division and that number two overall spot. But as San Francisco loses, they might miss the postseason altogether because the Saints are a four-and-a-half-point favorite against the Atlanta Falcons. So San Francisco wins. They are into the postseason, and the line has worked in their favor. If it is Trey Lance or Jimmy G, that still remains to be seen. But Trey Lance last week in a start against the Houston Texans, 16 of 23, 249 yards through the air, two touchdowns, a pick, but eight rushing attempts as well for 31 yards and a 23-7 win over Houston in which the San Francisco 49ers covered as a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. So, Joe, you mentioned that first meeting back in the middle of November on a Monday night. That was the last game the Niners were an underdog in, a three-and-a-half-point home underdog. They won that game outright in dominant fashion, 31-10. Sean McVay has struggled with the Niners in his tenure as the head coach of the LA Rams and both of these teams have been favored in 14 of 16 games this year mm. the Rams six and eight against the number and again when the Niners have been a dog at least in their most recent outing as an underdog they won outright a huge game in Los Angeles 
inside SoFi Stadium on Sunday. So if the Rams do end up losing to the San Francisco 49ers and the Cardinals win their game against the Seahawks, the Cards a six and a half point favorite, Arizona wins the NFC West. And if Arizona wins the NFC West and the Buccaneers win against the Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay will be the number two seed in the NFC. All of these moving parts, Joe, as we enter the regular season finale and the Bucs laying eight points at home against the Carolina Panthers. A lot of question marks around Tampa Bay right now. I think it would do them well to win and potentially cover against the Panthers in their regular season finale, Joe. Oh, I, I, yeah. Uh, Tom Brady, been there, done this, not his first rodeo, folks. He wants to head into the playoffs with a win. Again, they don't care. Three seed, two seed, four seed, doesn't make a difference to Tom Brady. He knows that. Uh, And with all of the extracurricular noise going on outside of this organization right now, uh, the one thing we know in a game with a lot of question marks is this. Tom Brady will show up. Tom Brady will figure out a way to win this game. And Tom Brady will take the defending Super Bowl champions into the playoffs on a winning note. That we know for sure. Just look at what he did with the uh, against the Jets with uh, with a bunch of guys that nobody's ever heard of before. So not worried about the Bucks at all as long as there's Brady there. A lot of question marks around the head coach in Carolina. Uh, and another blowout in this game is, oh boy, oh boy, uh, going to be a very interesting offseason. Uh, for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, Joe, I would agree with you. Matt Rule in his second year, some have called for him to go. Others have preached patience in Carolina. We we shall see. This line is interesting to me. It opened at nine and a half in favor of Tampa Bay. It is now down to eight. A point Mm -hmm. and a half line movement earlier in the week. Why is that happening? Especially because Tampa is really good at home this year. Six and one straight up at home. Mm-hmm. Five and two against the number. The Bucks have been a favorite in every single game this year. And Joe, my favorite phenomenon in the entire NFL this year as it pertains to covering numbers, the Carolina Panthers are five and 11 straight up this year. In every one of their 11 wins, Carolina has yet to cover a number. They have lost a game and they haven't covered mm-hmm. six of those as an underdog. So, Carolina has lost 11 games. They have not covered in a single loss. The line indicates Tampa will at least win the football game. And Tampa, I think, is motivated behind Tom Brady. Might be one of my favorite sides of the weekend. We'll dive into that and hear from you up next here on The Morning After. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We round out our number one of a Wednesday edition of the morning after on SportsGrid by hearing from you. You are listening on Sirius XM channel 159 and watching all across the SportsGrid network. I am Ben Stevens alongside Joe Ranieri for the entirety of this opening hour. So before Joe goes and then we bring you up until noon Eastern time, it is time to hear your thoughts on what the postseason picture will look like within the NFC. Let's fade the public. (laughs) 
All right, Joe, so the Green Bay Packers right now, the number one overall seed in the NFC playoff picture, more than a $2 favorite at plus 170 to win the NFC conference crown. That's $2 ahead of where the Bucks are at plus 400 with the second best odds. So we asked the public, the Packers are the favorites to win the NFC, who as of right now is most likely to join them in the NFC conference championship game. The Bucks, the Rams, the Cowboys, or a current wild card team, which would be the Cardinals, the Niners, the Eagles, or if the Niners lose to, or the Niners beat the Rams, it would be the, uh, it, if the Niners lose to the Rams, excuse me, it would be the Saints. Anyway, let's focus on those four options. The Rams, the Bucks, the Cowboys, or the wild card team. And right now, the public is saying the Bucks, the most likely opponent for the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship. Joe, are you fading the public? I, you know what? Wow, I'm impressed. I thought for sure the public would have went with America's team, the Cowboys, and I would have absolutely been blasting them for it. But in this case, Ben, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And there is one man with more hardware on his hands than anybody else in the history of the game. Mm. Give me Tom Brady to get back to that point. He may not make it, but he's going to give it a uh, he's going to give it the old college try. I agree with the public there, Ben. I do. Forty-one percent of the public saying Tom Brady and the Bucks will rematch against the Green Bay Packers in an NFC Championship game at Lambeau, just like last year. Jurinary all across the grid and here on a Wednesday morning. Thank you very much. More of the morning after. Now, our number two up next. <laughs> 